Hello, everybody. This is RNGPC, and we are a D&D podcast, but there is no long, drawn-out campaign here. We are creating random PCs that have fleshed-out backstories. Last week, Jake created a tiefling that is going to master a craft exclusive to the dwarves at any cost, even if they have to burn something down to prove their worth. Today, we have myself creating a brand new character for us to explore. Welcome to our show. My name is Nathan. This is my co-host, Jake. How you doing, Jake? Doing well. That's it. That's it? That's all I have. Just well. <laughs> Just well? How are you? Know what? Not, you know you're what? not doing swell? You know what, sir? How are you doing? I feel like I've never, never in the 50, this is our 50th episode now, never in the 50 episodes we've done have I asked you how are you doing. Have you rebuttaled my, my politeness? Nope. I've always just said how I'm doing, and and just I'm doing good. Not cared about how you're doing. Now I do. Oh man, <laughs> I'm doing good, man. Uh, I had a, you know just I must have slept on the right side of the bed. Been jamming out to some music today. Nice, it's a good day. You know, I think it helps that it's um, summer and we're not like locked inside still, right? Things yeah, and I've got a three day weekend, nice. so I can wait. I can waste my time today, and mm-hmm. still have two days to go before mm-hmm. I have to go back to work. Nice, nice. For me, what was fun is like I'm technically contract work, so like I don't really get paid holidays. So my manager was like, "I'm not working on Monday, but if you guys want to, you can. But just know, I'm not working on Monday. So if you're here, <laughs> so, <laughs> I won't really know what work you do as long as you like clock into the meeting in the morning. It's fine. <laughs> so like, nice. I I technically also don't have a three day weekend. And I definitely will be working on Monday. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I love. I kind of. I love and hate when bosses do that because, like, when it comes to like my work, mm-hmm. I take it pretty seriously. So I really just want them to be like, "Listen, man, am I fucking working or not?" Because like <laughs> these these subliminal messages, I'm too dense to pick up on, and I'm not about to work harder than anybody else. So <laughs> see, that's where. I kind of liked it because I was just to my manager was like, well, because I didn't respond. And he's like, well, you can work on Monday if you want to. And my response was not, yes, I want to work. It was, well, I'd like to get paid. So, so, <laughs> so see, it's different. It's different because technically it's not saying, okay, I'm going to do a bunch of work. It's, well, I, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't get time off. So it's like either I work and get paid or I don't. So that's where it's just kind of like, okay, cool. You know? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And that's what happens so, when hey, the 4th got- of July falls on the weekend. Yeah, on a Sunday. Dumb. Well, for everyone, too, um, international people listening. America's celebrating its birthday, in case you didn't hear us loudly shouting and blowing things up over here. <laughs> and Like our hands. You know, put it put it in reverse, Terry! <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say? Almost, every, almost once a year, a, a, some football player blows all their fingers off. That was and, one time, and it was Justin you know. Tuck, and I still think he's upset about it. Well, yeah, I'd be upset, too, if I blew my fingers off i love these things oh, oh okay all right i don't who do you think's more sad oh jeez. i <laughs> know ready? where this question's going they're from the same team too which makes it even better oh jesus do you think justin tuck's more sad that he blew his fingers off or plexico burst is more sad that he shot himself <laughs> so what i'll say is they both played in the giants but they didn't play together i know that yeah um i would say probably Tuck. I'm going to say Tuck is more probably. sad because Burris was probably, for everything I know about Plasco Burris, and this is, again, me making assumptions based on a person I don't know, based on things I've only heard through the media, he's not as, like, 
I don't know, wholesome as a dude, as as Tuck might be. <laughs> and so, like, Burris is kind of just like, yeah, like, whatever. This is my life. This is what I was doing. Whereas Tuck, I think it was a family thing. Like, he was doing yeah. fireworks with, like, his family and kids. Yeah. So, like, as far as internally, Tuck is probably more like, yeah, no, I fucked up. Whereas Burris is like, fuck you. Get at me. I'll do what I want. I want to yeah. shoot myself. I'll shoot myself. But imagine winning the Super Bowl and then two days later shooting yourself in the leg. Like, what a roller coaster. I mean, hey, you know, some people do that. And then you have Justin Verlander that wins the World Series and then less than a week later marries Kate Upton. So, you know. Yeah, there's... that's a high and then an even higher high. <laughs> yeah. I you don't know. know. Wait, technically. Plexico Burris rode the Millennium Force. He went up and then he went down. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, though, I think technically Justin Verlander did get his down because I think that was the Houston Astros team that got in trouble for cheating. Uh, uh, the World Series. Granted, though, he was traded. And then we all saw his wiener. Well, I mean, honestly, though, that's fine. I would take that trade. I'd be part. I would no issue being a part of the fappening if I also got to end up with Kate Upton. Yes, that's fine. <laughs> like oh, the fappening. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, I have something I want to talk to you about. Oh, it wasn't wasn't it Justin be... Justin Verlander's penis? No, it was not this time. Unfortunately, <laughs> next time. Um, next time. Next time we'll have a full episode about his wiener. Um. <laughs> So I'm glad we talked a little bit about just random bullshit because I don't know how long this topic is going to be. Okay. But I was reading – I've recently finished another book, another okay. fantasy novel. Okay. For anyone out there who likes fantasy or wants to get into fantasy, this is a really good um, <clears throat> book to digest, really easy, just and just a simple – just a fun, simple book. And it's called The Lies of Locke Lamora. Okay. Uh, don't know who it's by because I didn't put that in front of me. It's so by, it's is called it? The Lies of Locke Lamora. And um, if you if you're really drawn to like obviously lies and deceit and specifically like rogues, the class of rogue, which is more uh, cliche stereotypically that kind of character, mm-hmm. it's a really good book to read or listen to, whatever however you want to consume it. However, the thing that intrigued me, which I actually plan on writing like a short story about, I like the concept a lot, and I'm sure it's been done to some point, but anyway, is that this random server at this like high class restaurant within the town in this in this world gets unknowingly like sucked into a scheme that this character has to pull off in order to like pull off the bigger scheme he's trying to do Mm -hmm. and ruins his life like just completely (laughs) ruins this little character just trying to make a living as a waiter for like these high and mighty people gets sucked into this scheme life gets completely ruined and has to like leave the city and that's all this waiter's purpose served throughout this whole story and i just remember reading that and thinking like what kind of trauma comes from that like fucking you're just living your life and all of a sudden you have to abandon it all because some asshole had to use you for some greater scheme and you're just a pawn in their game and now you're constantly like i just imagine like the constant like over like the stress the anxiety the looking over your shoulder like i just i feel like that would fuck you up yeah and that that, that's that that, like those characters that we just you know we write and then destroy i want to see what happens after we destroy them you know what i'm saying it's like the background characters kind of yeah well and the one thing i'll say too about this is this this sounds exactly like enemy of the state with will smith from from the 90s um what do you do in the 90s you, ever, you haven't seen Enemy of the State? Oh, I have. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he's he just gets sucked into like a little yeah. a little well, ploy because he, he just sees an old friend that's running down the street who's on the run from the government because of technology he stole and in in a in a 
like last ditch attempt to c- cut their like lose their trail he he puts the thing that they're tracking in will smith's bag and will smith just goes home with it in the bag not knowing that and then that's how he gets sucked in he has no idea what's going on and so like that's yeah so that's kind of your same thing because then his whole life is turned upside down by jack black behind a computer so yeah but didn't um I mean, Will Smith's character had some sort of skill level, didn't he? I mean, I know he wasn't like a badass, but he's he was a like lawyer. a techie guy, wasn't he? Nope. He's like oh, a just lawyer. a lawyer. Yeah. He goes to oh. he goes to uh Oh, who's the old white dude that's in that? It's the guy that plays the original Lex Luthor in Superman, which isn't gonna help you. Uh, nope, not at all. Um Ah, dang it. I'm gonna Google it. I'm just gonna give it a Googs. Enemy of the state. Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. I, I saw his face, okay. and that was enough. So it's Gene Hackman. Uh, <laughs> oh, Regina King's in that too. Oh, it's he's a, she's his wife. Oh yeah. yeah. And then John Voight. John, he's John the bad Voight's guy. a person. Yeah. Well, so to spoil this movie from 1998, um, this also has one of my favorite like uh, 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 is it D- Dos Ex Machina endings, kind of. Yeah, that isn't like really like it's only barely set up, and I guess there's could be an argument made here that it's not a Dose Ex Machina ending. But to your to your point about the story of like somebody's life getting completely turned upside down and having to like run from it and flee from it, like he takes what he does is he's kind of caught up in the, between these two dangerous worlds. One's the government literally coming down on him, but then the other one's this mob that he's going after as a lawyer, and so he just has them yeah. take each other out. <laughs> like he just like that's the whole last end is he gets them both in a room. That's talking right, he about does. Two and they cross things, fire each other, and they just shoot at each other, and he just falls under the table. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so like that's right. That that could be the fun of like having a world like that that just shit just keeps piling up and piling up, piling it up. It's like okay, now it just it all it all bumps heads and blows up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought I, I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure there's other co- there's concepts similar to what I was thinking, but it would just be fun, especially in like the fantasy setting where you know there's oh, yeah. not a lot of technology and it's just like you know you're on a horse and buggy trying to run away from a thing. And I don't even think the story would have a clean ending. I think we would just follow a character along that's been through something, and eventually it's like, all right, everyone has other things to write about. Story's over. You know, like, yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of but, even sounds like a good D and D character kind of background, right? Like we could. I don't know if there's a background out there, but we could do a Patreon episode or something about creating a background of somebody that is called the wronged, right? Somebody yeah. in some way or, that got crossed, yeah. and now you lost everything because of it. And like, because that's a good jumping off point for any D and D character. It's like, okay, you know, some people leave because of trauma or you know, coming of age thing or both. Like this was something awful happened to you that jarred you out of whatever you were in and now you're just trying to survive like yeah for show i thought about that too um i also thought about calling it like the victim but yours is a lot less dark so we should go with that (laughs) the wrong because yeah yeah, Yeah. because victim could uh mean a lot of things but anyway that's all Nice. You should. You should. Uh, if you, I don't know if you still listen to audiobooks or not, I know you don't have a commute to work anymore and haven't for a long time. True. But if you ever did listen to an audiobook, I'm sure that one would be would be good. Dude, it's a good story. So. Uh, I would like to because that does sound interesting. Um, I'm still trying to make my way through the stand. It's fucking like Stephen King's The Stand. Yeah. Okay. Guess how long? Guess how long that audiobook is? Uh, thirty six hours. Nope. Hang on. Uh. Let me, let me, I just want to make sure I'm saying it correct, like how long it actually is. Uh, audiobook length, here we go. 47 hours and 47 minutes. Oh, that was close ish. That's insane. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's two whole days. 
That's two whole, <laughs> two whole days of listening to nothing but that. Like, and so I've I've started and listened to that at, at a lot of different points, and I've had to stop it for mainly two to three different reasons. The first time was because I I got like three to four hours into the book, and the pandemic hadn't even started yet. In that, and I was already crying yeah. just because of how attached I was to these side characters, and I was in a, going through a breakup. So I was like, I'm emotionally vulnerable right now, and the fact that I'm crying about these people, I don't even don't even really know and the pandemic hasn't even started in this book yet this is too much so i stopped yeah then i started again right when the pandemic started which is like nope now i gotta stop that again because this is a book about a pandemic and i don't want to listen to it while we're going into a real life one because that's horrifying and then the third time was in the middle of the pandemic when i was driving back cross country and that was the most horrifying experience i think i've ever lived i was driving cross country alone and i was going through denver in october and it was just snowing sideways, and I'm going through this dark two-lane freeway, and I'm yeah, only dude. able to go, like, 30 miles an hour because of how slippery, like, how many times I kept spinning out while listening to the Stephen King, like, as the pandemic in that is finally hitting and climaxing. I was like, yeah, this is it. This is how I die. You, you can't listen to old-school Stephen King by yourself. I tried reading The Shining when I had my mall cop job, and I was third shift by myself in a huge <laughs> mall. I'm like, yep, not doing this. <laughs> Not doing this. I'm paranoid as fuck. This is how this is how I get the get to that place where the the cop from Die Hard is at, where I'm just like, I shot a kid, because <laughs> like yeah. somebody just pops up to ask a question. I'm punching them in the mouth. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> oh, all right, man. Well, I've got a character this week. I'm on. excited about it. Hang on. What? I, I, there's one last thing that I did want to talk about. That's kind of it's a bit of a downer <sighs> news, and so I, just, I don't I don't. Should have, I should have led with it, so we're not going into the character uh, with this sad and, and kind of depressing uh, news. I haven't told you about this yet either. I wanted to save it um, for this. But um, I know a lot of people were really invested in the sunglasses I had last week and found. And, well, the day after recording, uh, I went to go like race, race car, like go-kart driving with them. And I took them off and set them down somewhere, and they're gone now. Somebody did to me what I did to somebody else with these. And so the saga of these amazing sunglasses is now over. At least on my end, they have, they have been passed on to whoever needed them next in some way. Um, I just wanted to let everyone Someone know. Someone did you a favor. No. No, Nathan. No. You know what? How about, you know what? I've got an idea for your next uh, short Actually, I've got an idea for your next full length, your first full length. You ready? I already wrote a feature, but go ahead. What? You can you can call it the Brotherhood of the Traveling Sunglasses. <laughs> Maybe whoever stole them from you will come back into your life, <laughs> and you'll bond, and there'll be another. Then, then whoever in Georgia will somehow end up in L.A., and they'll be like, "Hey, these sunglasses brought me to you." And then you've got this like yeah. brotherhood, and you all bloodled each other, and. What? Um, you know, it gets real dark and weird. I was say, is it just going to be a bunch of different dude bros that have all had these giant aviator glasses? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll do it. <laughs> I don't... I, well, I, mean, I, couldn't, I couldn't be happier, so... No. No. I don't think you understand. The pool party I'm heading to for the 4th of July now will not be as... I won't be as cool there now. Just saying. They were my statements. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, question mark? I feel like I lost a part of who I was becoming. <laughs> I'm really glad that that part <laughs> is gone. Whatever, let's go make a character. I'm, I'm just waiting for the day that you go full L.A. and we can't be friends anymore. And what? those glasses were a step in that direction, <laughs> so I'm glad they're gone. <laughs> I just need to find another pair that is as 
uh, vi- vibacious. Is that a word? Does that, does that, does that work here? Vibrant? No, I think vibacious works. I don't know if that's a word, but it's fine. Sure. Vibacious. Vivacious. Is apparently here. Wait, let me see. Vivacious, which means actively lively and animated. Typically used used of a woman. Oh. <laughs> Whatever. I don't care. I'm confident enough in my sexuality to say I'm vivacious. I wasn't it's this. A vivacious. All right. All right. Yeah. Let's go into a character. We've we've I've I've brought the mood down enough. Everyone at home can light a candle for these glasses i would appreciate it won't you light my candle sorry rent <clears throat> is that a, okay all right okay. five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred <laughs> characters minutes. that's how many we're going to make on this podcast <laughs> that's how long this intro has been <laughs> to the character We would like to take this moment to shout out our patrons. Thank you so much, Impending Duff, for your patronage. You can check him out at twitch.tv slash impendingduff, where he offers tips and advice on painting Warhammer minis. If you would like to be shouted out here, you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash rngpc. Sign up at the appropriate tier, and we will shout you out here as well. You can also join our Discord and request character sheets when you sign up. Now let's explore this week's character. Oh, all right. Oh. All right. Oh, 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 oh. I don't. Which oh. one of us is supposed to start there? Oh, oh. Um, Does it matter? Uh, I don't think we've ever coordinated. I think this is the first time in fifty episodes where we've both talked at the same time coming out of that. Um, uh, but but uh, I don't. I don't know. I'm just being dumb now. No, no, um, no. so I'm talking. You are. I'm really. I'm, I'm talking because I'm bringing the character this week. That makes sense. That makes sense that you're talking. I just like talking because. The sound of my own voice does stuff for me. I don't know. Um, because silence gives you an existential crisis. That, oh, it's a little bit of both. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. So, <laughs> just one of those fucking um, circle graphs or whatever they're circle called. Circle graphs. No, you mean a pie chart? No, not a pie chart. Nope. Oh god, Venn diagram. Oh god. Yes. I hate. I hate when I'm trying to make fun of you for being stupid, and then I'm stupid and trying to do it, and then it's like it completely falls apart. Now I'm just the idiot yep. that was trying to make fun of somebody else whilst also looking dumber than them. So Public education. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Frazier. Woof, we're calling them out, too. We yeah, went to high em. school together. Fuck Anyways. Um, Some girl the other day on our Facebook feed was like, so is our reunion happening? And I just wanted yeah. to be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up to our class president the next time I hang out with I her. think the only person less excited for that than that for me is the person who has to plan it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> she, I, at one point, this is a complete sidebar. Then we'll go into the character. I promise. Um, at one point when I was hanging out with her out here during the pandemic, because our reunion was supposed to happen during the pandemic, she was like, honestly, it's the best thing that happened because of the pandemic is not having to plan that. I was like, wow, Sarah, are you saying you coordinated this whole worldwide global pandemic <laughs> just to avoid having to plan our class reunion? She's like, I'm not saying I did. I'm just saying whoever did, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Oh, man. Yep. Anyway. So, yeah. So, I brought... I'm excited for this character. Ooh, that's rare. You start off with an energy of investment. Yeah. It's not, um, it's not a word. Investment. Investment. Word. Nope, I said investment. Um, yeah, I know what you said. I'm telling you what you meant to say. Yeah. 
Sorry, I'm creative. So, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess you could call it that. Um, so, I, st- I like to start off in the books that I own lately because um, mm-hmm. it allows me to look for things that inspire me while watching, like, you know, Ink Master with my wife or whatever. Um, <laughs> and so I hopped into Tasha's because it's got more stuff to work with than the Ravenloft book. Sure. sure. Um, and I found a domain that, to be honest, what attracted me to it was the picture that is in the book, which I posted in the in the link for you if you want to click on the picture under the class. Um, so I start, I'm p- making a cleric this week, which I don't do a lot yeah, of. Yeah, you've never made a cleric. I'm, I've made a cleric, I think, or at least a paladin. I've made something holy and and good. No. Um, but yeah, look at that sexy photo. Wow. Um, so I'm I got really drawn what to the thing? cleric with the Twilight Domain Twilight. subclass. Which is pretty sweet. Um, it's the 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 Twilight cleric reads. The twilight transition from light into darkness often brings calm and even joy as the day's labors end and the hours of rest begin. The darkness can also bring terrors, but the gods of twilight guard against the horrors of the night. Clerics who serve these deities, examples of which appear on the Twilight Deities table, bring comfort to those who seek rest and protect them by venturing into the encroaching darkness to ensure that the darkness is a comfort, not a terror. Dope. So like a dark cleric that's all about like bringing... Just not, isn't, not yeah, just isn't afraid of the darkness. Well, that's the thing. So it's, but I was going to say, it's not brings light to the darkness. It's that it brings comfort to those in darkness, which is different. Yeah. Only slightly. But like it's it's a it's a it's a small difference. Right? They're not trying to get rid of the darkness. They're trying to just allow for there to be no not as much fear in it. Yeah. Um and they're definitely a full support character, which I think is really cool if you want to dive into like how to actually play the character and like I mean, combat most, and stuff like that. Most clerics really are I mean, even war clerics, I mean sure you can do damage and stuff with them, but you, you still should be supporting more than anything else. Yeah, yeah, true. I get I'm confusing cleric with paladin in my brain right now, but I'll stop. Um, but you get a feature called eyes of the night where at first level you have dark vision up to 300 feet. Oh Jesus. (laughs) You can see in dim light as if it were bright light, and you can see in darkness as if it were dim light. And then as an action, you can give a creature within 10 feet of you that ability. Uh, once a day. Uh, up to a number of creatures equal to your wisdom modifier. Yeah. So you can give it to your whole group. For an hour, yeah, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, Damn. So I just and you know what you know what this instantly made me th- made or made me think of, which which I'm not I I'm not fully basing this character off of this mm-hmm. character, but it reminded me of her and I don't know her name and I had my wife tell me and I already forgot, but you remember the chick the elf in Lord of the Rings that gives Frodo the the jar of light the juice light in yeah. the cave that he uses when the spider's attacking him the main big elf lady yeah i thought of that chick like right when i read twilight domain and i saw that photo mm-hmm. um i thought of her which led me so which led me to my next choice that i brought which is the race of elf oh you you and your elf obsession <laughs> i'm not obsessed with elf you've made more elves Ooh, no you've made a lot of half orcs too you're, yeah you're i'm obsessed the... with half orcs mm-hmm I, think, I would accept that. I think consciously you're obsessed with half-orcs. Subconsciously you're obsessed with elves. So Fair. Yeah. Um, 
I also chose a sub race, which is the mark of the shadow elf, because I figured that lines up kind of nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was trying to figure out, yeah, exactly. And then I was trying to figure out what background I wanted to bring. And like I said, I I was inspired by that Lord of the Rings character. Her names like Glodora or good some shit. Chelsea told me it starts with a G. I don't remember. Um, but <laughs> um, I didn't want to like fully base it off her because, as you can tell, I don't actually know a lot about her. I don't even know her name. Yep. So I it's just a so I thought about doing like the background of Oracle, which she kind of was. But I was like, again, I don't I don't want to fully create this character. So I chose um, Redeem Cultist, and I don't really know why. Okay. I mean, it kind of could work, though, with this whole idea of, like, there's a darkness to this this level of, like, support cleric person. Um, so I don't think Exactly. I think that kind of lines up nicely. And maybe there was some, like, sun cults or something, some sort of, like, an, uh, I don't know, just an opposite of the dark deities, the night deities, and they didn't like it. I don't know, something like that. But yeah, so I mean, typically when I choose a background, I'm not going to lie, I read like some of the personality traits, I read some of the ideals, and I see if mm-hmm. any of those like jump out to me. Um, this time I didn't. So we'll <laughs> see We'll see what happens with this background. You know, I'm not really sure where it's going to take us. All right. The other thing I was still looking through, so I haven't read this cleric domain. Um, I was There's another thing you get at first level as well called the Vigilant Blessing, where you can give mm-hmm. um, – a creature uh, advantage on their next initiative roll. Did you see that as well? I did. Um, so and I'm just, I like, the thing. The thing I like about this character the most is just the imagery I have in my head. Like I'm imagining like all of this, like this, just the this vibrant whiteness within all of this, like just like a dark cave or like mm-hmm. especially that picture I um, I posted. It's like this this all this vibrant white amongst this like dark cloth and clothing and that just like it really stands out to me and i just like i don't know the whole theme i don't know i'm just really the visually what i see in my brain that i can't verbally say is what i like the most about this character i'm just imagining this like the twilight bright white and the darkness kind of everything they do is like really bright um and i don't know i just i like it yeah no i I definitely think there is this is cool i don't think we've made a character fully like this yet and i like again i what i constantly like doing is making sure that we're making a different type of like we're not like that we try to not lean into the um cliches of certain races or classes and this seems like because this came from tasha you said yeah the the class did the, so, the subclass did yeah so it's so it's a newer um class as as a whole so like that and it's a or newer domain for the class because i think that's the thing too is like clerics for you know a long time in D stuff like people are always like oh okay yeah you're the healer it's like, yeah, well, what else can you be besides just being a healer? And this is kind of a fun way to play with that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's where I'm at. I like it. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Well, then, uh, is that it? That's all you brought. You brought the background class race, just just like every week. Just like every. I tried to switch it up, but like, we we've brought a dark gift two weeks in a row, sure. and that was like the newest sure. thing that kind of sure. mixed things up a bit. Um. And I did this at like midnight last night, so yeah, I, I kept it kind of basic. But I, I understand, like I, I agree with you that I, I want to switch it up. I shouldn't have the energy to do it last night, so maybe you'll Fair. do it next week, or maybe Ooh. I'll do it next time. Ooh. But I would say I, I generally try to avoid bringing just these three. I'll bring at least one, maybe even two of them. But I just try and roll on at least some of these. But all right, cool. No, not a, I'm done throwing shade. Can it? Because it's Twilight. Yeah, okay. Anyways, Shadow. Yeah. Um, what do you want to, or what, what does the mark of the Shadow Elf actually mean? Can we go into that a little bit more? I don't think we really. Yeah, we can go into that a little bit more. Um, let me just find that here. Mark of the Shadow Elf. 
So it's from the uh, Eberron Rising from the Last War source okay. book. Okay. Um, and other than like the abilities it gives you, it doesn't really break down what it is. It increases your charisma score by one. Um, whenever you roll a dexterity check or a charisma check. Yeah. Oh, actually, specifically stealth or performance, you roll a d4 and add the number to that check. Okay. Um, you can cast Minor Illusion as a cantrip. At third level, you can cast a vis- Invisibility. Okay. Um, and then you have a spell of the Spells of the Mark, and then you get special spells depending on what level okay. you are. But it doesn't really give you like a description of like what this kind of elf is or anything like that, unfortunately. Okay. That's that's. I mean, I, I, I just was trying to try and figure out like because I know sometimes there's like, uh, um, like the sea elves that we use. I think it was two characters ago. Like has a little bit about like where they're from and all of this stuff. But no, yeah, I'm looking at the shadow elf stuff. It doesn't really have a whole bunch of anything. So it can kind of be whatever we want it to be, which is fun. And that's, yeah, I'm just kind of, yeah, I'm just kind of imagining this character that just. Uh, I mean, so. I'm at I'm at the Eberron fandom wiki right now, which has a lot of words mm. I don't know how to say. <laughs> so I would say I'm looking I'm looking at that as well. So we have the mark of the shadow. This looks like it's kind of like a dragon mark like thing that uh, yeah. I played with what Andorin has. Um, gotcha. The oldest living. There's not dragon a lot here mark, either. Though. The mark of the shadow first appeared. Uh, um, powers. Less so these are the spells I think. Yep, that come with it. Usage. Hmm. This schism? Schism? Yeah. This schism that occurred during the last war between the older house of Falarian. Sure. I'm just, whatever. And it's offshoot, blah, blah, blah. Cause a market shadow to develop in both groups, both houses. You'll use a market. So I think it could be something that, (laughs) what I always like to do, if it's something that we don't want to fully blend into. And the thing, too, is, again, whatever your DM's world is and however they have stuff like this as a part of it. Just have it go in. All it means is that you are a descend, like you're an elf that has a mark like this on you. Whatever that means for yeah. their lore, cool. Have it be whatever they they want it to be, and just know it gives you some magical powers. And if they don't want to go into it, okay, cool. You don't go into it. That's it. If if, if it fits our story and helps us in some way for this character's backstory, cool. We'll use it. If not, just another thing in in, in the whole fantasy world to uh, overlook. Or explore if you want to. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Um, all right, where do you want to start the rolling, good sir? Might as well start in the background. All right. Um, Might as well. Ooh. So the first thing I'll say here is there's the first thing you can roll on is a cult member's identification. So this I is. See what, that? I don't like it. Do we want it to just be the marked? <laughs> Maybe their mark was different. And that's why. I don't know. Well, so, so yeah, we didn't have to be the mark because his markings is an option. Well, and so that, but I, that I was going to even just say like these shadow marks. So here, let me see the shadow mark. I don't think it's just on elves, right? Shadow mark fifth edition because uh, I know with dragon marks they can show up on all different uh, races, um, and not just like a certain race but maybe this it doesn't say just says houses and the powers blah blah maybe it is just elves oh the mark of shadows is a dragon mark so it's just a dragon mark so we can just say that there are people within um 
within like the different races that have these marks. So again, w w if we just want that to potentially be the option here and instead of rolling on it, because if we roll on it here and we have some things that are just like, oh, like, oh clothing, they wear distinct clothing as a thing. I don't think we need to roll on it is essentially what I'm saying in a very roundabout yeah. way, unless you want to. No, I don't. I was cool just skipping over it. Well, I can't. I need to address all the things on this page. <laughs> Why can't you be that way with the things I write for you? <laughs> Hope that was good audio. <laughs> Speaking of the next thing on the page, though, feature the black sheep. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to go into that at all or no? No, it hits too close to home. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I'll read what it says. <laughs> um, Thanks to your long affiliation with a cult community, you can very easily identify anyone who is a member of a commune similar to your own. All cults are essentially the same, and their <laughs> members exhibit the same behavioral patterns. By extension, you can also easily recognize any drug addicts, compulsive liars, and people with various behavioral disorders. Jesus. Additionally, and this is up to your DM to decide, some of your former brothers and sisters in faith might not know you have defected and would be willingly to provide you, and only you, with shelter and supplies. However, the question is whether you want to stay with them again. Okay. Cool. So you're just better at kind of picking up on that. And that's again, and so that's the thing too with most features and backgrounds and stuff. It's like it's up to you as a player to decide how much you want that to be a part of your role playing and what you're actually doing. Yeah. Um, but okay. Cool. Let's start rolling. It's like guys, 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 everyone, everyone. Um, 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 I don't know if you know, but um, you know, I've seen someone make batch Kool Aid before, and uh, it kind of didn't end well. That's <laughs> <laughs> so like Dave. This is a this is a house party though. Like, it's just called jungle juice. It's fine. Like, it's really, <laughs> really no. It's okay. We all brought something and we put it in there. It's okay. Jungle juice. Oh my god. <laughs> um, okay. So then let's just get the personality traits. Sweet D eight. Are you rolling it? Sure, I'll roll it. Where's my D eight? Where's my Found D8? it. Where's my D eight? Um, there's bold words in these sentences, yeah, which uh, it's weird. stresses me out a little bit. It does. All right. Do you have any energy? Energy? No. Um, that's why I'm still drinking caffeine over here. You know, I'll say oh. five. I'm just betting five. I didn't even read it. I rolled an eight. Cool, I didn't read five. Excuse me. I have uh, gas in my chest. Every day I expect to get a knife in my gut, and I see vengeful assassins in every shadow. I am paranoid or suspicious of others. Fun. That's a great way to thing to have for a character that's going to be working with a group. Um, all right. I will roll the ideal... Do you have any energy you want to put out there? I'm putting out two energy um, just, just because of the name of it. Nihilist? Yep. Did you even know how to say that word? Yes, I know how to say nihilist. I've watched fucking The Big Lebowski, all right? They're nihilists, Donnie. They don't believe in anything. I'm living by uh, four energy. Okay, I'm rolling. Ooh, I rolled you a four, which is... Nice. Anarchist. Lives of men should not be ruled by anybody. No gods, no masters. Chaotic. So we have a paranoid anarchist? <laughs> are, are we building somebody that's a conspiracy theorist that got too into the conspiracy theory of his own cult that he then thought it was above them? So like he went even more extreme? Maybe. Maybe. All right. Why the fuck is that yellow line still showing up? What? <gasps> what are you yelling at? I figured at? it out. Okay. Yo, you're doing stuff over here. I'm trying to fix, make the document pretty. Yep. Yep, that's just for us, so we don't need to talk about that what, to the people. What font is that? Oh, Jesus. Oh, God damn it. Welcome to oh, our Google bitch. Google Word Doc building podcast, where we just complain about things we don't understand how to do in Google Docs. 
Hope you're enjoying this. Is this bold? This. It is bold. You're it's, not supposed to be bold. Audio you're content. supposed to be bold. Jesus. How? Why? Why is this what we're doing? All right, I'm ready to roll bond. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Go ahead. That's a cult. <laughs> roll bond. Oh, oh, I dropped it. Oh, jeez, I heard that. Too I roll much. one. I, I drop one die an episode. Do you? I rolled a four. The cult leader made me kill my old friend during the initiation. I have not forgotten that, and I want revenge. Well, there's a thing. Oof. There's a thing we can build around. Huh? Fuck, I did it again. Oh, my God. It doesn't matter. No one can see that right now, and we can fix it later. Okay, roll the flaw. <laughs> the flaw is this person is too nitpicky about Google Docs. Uh, that's, that's not my worst flaw. <laughs> It's not. <laughs> um, the flaw that I rolled was a six. I dread the idea of killing another sentient creature. I have already spilled enough blood. That kind of works. It does. I don't know why it's a flaw, though. It seems like a, a good... Oh, you know what? Sentient just means living, doesn't it? Correct. Like, at all. Correct. Well, good thing I'm the healer. <laughs> that actually works. That's actually not that hard to RP, because you just wouldn't do damage. As as a yeah yeah, yeah. as as the support character of this yeah yeah and like just because you dread the idea of killing something doesn't mean you necessarily care that other people are killing something true true and if you, you want know? if you want to be a troll you can just spare the dying um, on all the goblins no you kill the no first. one wants that <laughs> spare the dying doesn't bring them back to life it just stabilizes them and then they're out until doesn't they matter. wake up cut their heads off Jesus Christ um. <laughs> Okay, cool. So I think that's all the rolling for that. Do you just want to get into stats then? I do. I'll go first. I'll roll strength. Okay. I rolled a six, a four, a four, and a three. Jesus, a 14. 14. <laughs> Love how upset you get. All right, I'm rolling decks. Jeez. Six, four, three, two, 13. Nice. Keeping it up. Constitution. What is, what is like, statistically, we shouldn't roll a six every time. I rolled a six, a three, a three, and a two. So, uh, 12. 12. Right? We're just creeping down. <laughs> Intelligence. Here we go. We've gone down by one every time. Ooh, ooh. Oh, okay. So, I did roll a six. However, I rolled a six, a two, and a one. So, we got a nine for intelligence. Oh, that was a big drop. Yeah. Wisdom is the main that thing for supposed to be. Wisdom is the main thing for Claire. Yeah. So. And charisma for the shadow. Like, the two abilities you get from being a shadow mark, you cast with charisma. Oh, you do? Yep. The invisibility and the minor illusion cantrip. Charisma is your spellcasting ability for these spells. I mean, for invisibility, though, you don't need to... I guess your DC to be... No, there's no There's no DC for invisibility that based on... That's charisma. what it says, dog. Okay, just roll wisdom. Wisdom matters more. Okay. <laughs> All right, all money, no whammy, whatever they said. What big money, no whammy? I did it. I did it. You didn't. Yeah, I rolled a six, Jeez. a five, okay. a five, and a two. Fuck. So sixteen. <laughs> These stats are broken. All right, hey, charisma. Here we go. God damn it. <laughs> six five five two. Another sixteen. You got charismatic, Beautiful. wise guy. But he's kind of dumb. Which makes sense. Actually, you know what? I think in order to fall into a cult, like in real life, <laughs> your charisma would have to be low. Because no. you'd have to have a pretty low self-esteem. Charisma doesn't speak to your self-esteem. 
Charisma speaks to how other people interact with you, I would more so believe. So, like, what, uh, how other people perceive you more than you perceive yourself. Uh, Look at the checks. I think it's a lot of debate there. So, when you go into what the checks are... Well, yeah, in D&D, I'm talking about in real life. Yeah, The person but, you would describe as charismatic is Charles Manson, Ted Bundy. Like, those people were charismatic. The people who followed you, and loved them were not. Do you think... Okay, but I'm just saying you don't have to have confidence in yourself to be charismatic. No, I know. Okay, so but I'm just saying. I feel like I feel like if you're falling, if you're falling into a cult and mm-hmm. you were a D and D character, your charisma wouldn't be very high either. But I mean, the thing we could also say here is that he bumped heads with them. Yeah, maybe he was a co like the co leader, right hand man. I'm yeah. just saying. I'm just saying. Okay, all right. Calm down. Pump the brakes. God, I love getting into the debates of what this actually means. Uh, You're so sensitive with your words. <laughs> I don't know. I'm being dramatic. You are. Well, we're never meant. To- Sorry. Do you want to recap? Uh, yeah. I was just looking up charisma <laughs> stuff. Oh, here, right, here we go. So for charisma in D and D, it goes into deception, intimidation, performance, and persuasion. All things of you trying to influence somebody else. Yeah, exactly. The leader of the cult is typically charismatic. The person who's in sure. the cult is not. But like, this is not insight. Insight is how you would be reading somebody else that's charismatic, and that's based on wisdom stuff, I believe. Doesn't matter. We're, we're debating I, nothing. We're literally debating nothing. We were, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to break down a recap. <laughs> um, I just want to break you down so badly. Yep, so that's what I'm going to do. Here we go. Nathan brought the character this week. He started with the class of cleric because he found a domain he liked called the Twilight Domain in Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, a book he owns. From that, he found a picture that was really dope, and it kind of inspired him and made him think of the elf lady from Lord of the Rings that he can't remember the name of. That's kind of the cool high elf that glows and has the, you know, everyone knows. People know. If you've watched Lord of the Rings, you know. You get it. Um, And that's what then led him to the race, which was elf. Um, and then based on that, there is a subclass or sub race of elf called the Mark of the Shadow Elf, which is an elf, like the dragon mark variant of elf. And then from there, when trying to figure out what background would kind of make the most sense, he kind of just went with redeemed cultist, thinking that again, with twilight and this idea of the darkness and this cleric and individual being comfortable with it, thought that kind of worked well. Then we went in and we got rolling. And within that first, we rolled the personality trait, which we got the trait of every day i expect to get a knife in my gut and i see vengeful assassins in every shadow i am paranoid or suspicious of others which is essentially just the short way of saying that uh then the ideal we got anarchist lives of men should not be ruled by anybody no gods no masters which comes with the ideal of chaotic uh, then for a bond we got that the cult leader made me kill my old friend during the initiation i have not forgotten that and i want revenge then we rolled the flaw which we rolled i dread the idea of killing another sentient creature i've already spilled enough blood then we got to them stats where we rolled a strength of 14 dex of 13 con of 12 intelligence of 9 wisdom of 16 and charisma of 16 we have not yet added in the bonuses from the race though to this your charisma goes up oh yeah your charisma goes up by one and then for a normal elf you also get your decks up by two. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. This is stupid. 
Um, okay, so yeah. I just want to... So where would you like to start setting up tent poles to build from? Because I have a... So the first tent pole was given to us. Sure. And that bond is a very... The, the bond gave us a moment that we build off of, in my yep. opinion. Yeah. We can't ignore that. We can't be no. like, you know what? That didn't happen. <laughs> Definitely has to happen. Correct. And it also gives us the motivation of what this Yeah, it wants. ties into the... Dude, all, I think all of this ties in perfectly. When we were first rolling it, I, was not, I wasn't like skeptical. Like, oh my God, all this is polar opposite. But I think all of this works really well. And they all tie... Like, they're... Uh, Blah, 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 blah. The characteristics we rolled are almost just like stages of this character's progression already for us, laid out pretty cleanly, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I would agree. Um, and that's where, when I'm trying to think about, okay, so what we know already, we know this person was in a cult, obviously. Um, yep. We know they killed their best friend, which means that they had a best friend that they joined this cult with. And then they, we also know that they now have revenge against this cult leader, so the cult still at least somewhat exists. And then we also know to some extent that they don't like the idea of like governments or rules or order or stuff like that. And yeah. um, they're a pacifist kind of now, <laughs> like in, 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 in some way. So I think from that, like, again, may, I, I would like to at least establish what was before the cult, in the cult, and what they're doing now after the cult. If we can get those okay. three things, I think that that okay. would be... Uh, at least for me, a good, a good fun little place because I think we can build out what we want this cult to be and leave it at least vague enough to the point where it can fit within any kind of D and D world. But at least yeah. something that you can take to your DM and be like, "Hey, here are kind of the things I thought about this and I liked. How does this fit?" And because sometimes too, like I know I wish I would have done this more with my current paladin, his like old group of, of paladins. I wish I would have been more explicit, not explicit. Um, Explain, I wish I would have explained and fleshed it out more for the DM instead of just telling them, hey, yeah. this is the group, this is where it is. Like, And that's a conversation just to have that I should have had uh, more with my DM of like, hey, how much of this are you okay with me building out? Because some of them like that. Some of them are like, yeah, go ahead, build it out and give it to me and then I can just have them doing whatever off. I'll see where they fit within everything. So with that, we don't have to go too in detail with it, but if you would like to flesh it out more when you take this character, it could be cool. So... Do you want to start in chronological order, or where do you want to start with those three different As long things? as their name stays the same throughout, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, most of the time when you join a cult, you get you get a flowery name. That's not always true. I know. That might be true in, like, Midsommar. I don't, but, uh, no, they don't get different names than that. I don't care. I just wanted to reference that movie, because culty. <laughs> That's a bad... It's not even... Okay. Anyways, where do you want to start? You're saying that movie's not culty? It's, they're not really... They're a commune. It's different. It's a cult. It's a cult classic. But um, bad joke. It's not even a cult. It's, that's a that's a critically acclaimed classic. The guy got millions of dollars for his next horror movie. <laughs> From a cult. That's pretty culty. Just Do you ever ask yourself who makes up the people, the academy? Who is the academy? They might be a cult. Yeah, sure. You know, any group of people you can say is a cult. Yeah, it's because they are. <laughs> That's why I just don't. That's why I'm such a loner, and I'm too good for for other groups of people because I don't want to be in a, in a in a cult. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's why I got married because fuck the system. <laughs> I'm giving you a look. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I need to watch that movie again. Midsummer, it's good. I I also I have a whole rant or not rant. Um, I I, I have a whole theory or pitch of like that's not a horror movie. Interesting. Just not. It's not. It's not scary. 
it has some some graphic moments, but it's not a scary movie. It's actually a character's journey to finding peace and uh, uh, acceptance. Sure. <laughs> Which you know is sometimes the scariest journey we all go on. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> so Fair. pretty fucking spooky, man. <laughs> pretty fucking spooky. Okay. Well, let's get back to our character. What What are you thinking? What? Uh, okay, I'm just gonna start asking you questions. What did they do before the cult? Um, they. They were a teenage dirtbag. Okay, all right. Doing what? Where? Was there listening friend? to Iron Maiden? Yep, yep. By themselves. Okay, where did this friend come from? Um, it was a chick he had a crush on okay. who was like, "I've got two tickets to Iron Maiden." God, are we just are we just doing <laughs> teenage dirtbag? Are we just full on Weezer teenage dirtbagging this? It's Weedus. It's not. Weezer did not sing teenage dirtbag. Oh, they didn't. Nope, Weedus did. Oh, Jesus. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> it's okay, they only did a teenage shirt back. <laughs> <laughs> and they sound way too much like Weezer, as far as the name. Yeah. Anyways, are okay. we just anyway, Weedus-ing so okay. this? No, we're not, we're not, we're not. Okay, so pre-cults, I mean, I don't... F- I guess the main question... Also, Go ahead. the Bond says they made me kill an old friend... So they could have reconnected with this friend because they were like, oh, my God, you're here, too? How crazy. And then they're like, kill yep. them. Yep. Yep, so, that's true. Um, um, that, that, that could be the, the – they could have already been a member of the cult. And that's what I'm just trying to figure out, like, what – because most people don't, like, go out seeking a cult to join right yeah it just kind of you know (laughs) so i'm trying to think like what what in their life drove them to where this cult is because again it's not like you can accidentally join a cult sure but like there's still some pretty big decisions that are made at some point to then lead you to to where you're then i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure there's a documentary on netflix called like surviving a cult or like how i ended up in a cult and didn't know it or some shit like that yeah so that's where again, like I'm just trying to figure. Like, do we think their family is still alive? Do we think they interact with them? Do we think they join this? Because they're also elves; so they can live for 700 to 800 years. So, like, is it just yeah? They've done everything else in their life. Now they joined a cult, and when they joined the cult, that's when they kind of like the shadow mark came into play, and they started like, oh wow, now I have powers, and oh geez, now because like the other thing too is with a cleric, we should at least try and figure out. Um, what the general deity is or like what they they worship in some way so that we can understand a little bit of like i don't know how they view that do we think that like this okay this... which one's the coolest looking <laughs> um it dip- well, i mean this just gives examples of the different pantheons and books and stuff but like let's see clarity show the deity examples which, uh, seek uh who seek rest and protect from the venturing so i'm trying to think what because we don't necessarily need to pick an exact god it's more of like what because again whoever takes this character and whatever the dm uses as a pantheon i usually try and be like oh it's a nature-based thing or it's a, a death thing or it's a, a a life thing like you know a more umbrella like okay so i figured out i figured out what the cult rep, uh likes okay because it's the opposite of what, I'm, what I want my character to like. Okay. So based on that list of the tw- of the Twilight Domain, I think the cult they ended up joining is the Dal Ora. Okay. Which is the sovereign sun, so- the sovereign of sun and sacrifice. It's the light, not only the sun, but also the good aspects of the mortal soul. Um, 
So, which sounds like, okay, so the first question you might be asking yourself is like, okay, if they joined a cult where, you know, they're talking about the good aspects of the mortal soul, why would a cult like that make someone kill their old friend? Maybe that person was deemed by the cult leader as not having a good mortal soul and they had to be, you know, eliminated. And that's where, that's the moment, that was the straw that broke the camel's back that made this character realize this is, this is full of shit. Like, this isn't right. Like, what the fuck? Um... But, we'll, but but the one thing too is that so. if we're taking it okay, I have several questions. I just want to clarify. So if we're taking it word for word, also it says the initiation they had to kill this person. So I don't know if that's necessarily like Starla breaks the camel back, but it might be the the first crack that then slowly just keeps fracturing as as it's going. Because that's the other thing too, just about the phrasing of it says like it's the. Um, Cult leader made me kill an old friend during the initiation, and I've not forgotten this. So it's like again, it's, it's a more distant thing, but that's fine either way. We we can we can mess with that. But then I guess the question I want to go back to before we fully dive into Dalara being this: Are we thinking then the cleric abilities and powers come from this god? Come from Dalara? So, so then do you, okay. So that's where I was because this is a lawful good, uh, which honestly. I love the idea of there being a lawful good cult. <laughs> and like it kind of goes with the anarchist vibe this person now has. But what what the question next question I would kind of have then is where and how do they get access to this clerical powers? Because again, what makes clerics a little different than other magic casters like a, a bard, right? It just comes from the inspiration and like what they're able to make other people feel through their music or or performance and then druids it comes from this essence of nature they tap into the magic from nature for for clerics it comes from a connection with a deity that they make through whether it's like some sort of penance or or study or just worship in in some way so that's where it's like i want to make sure we at least address that because i was originally thinking they got access to it through the studies of this cult but if you want to go the opposite way with it i just want to at least at least make sure that we we figure out what that is um because there's got to be uh um here let's see domains light twilight war who is the opposite of dalara legendary red dragon what were you talking about so the i'm i'm we're trying i'm trying to figure out how to exactly make this work so the issue i'm kind of having or at least it's bumping for me is that you're trying to take the twilight domain god and say that they're against this god, but the power doesn't... And so that the power then comes from a different god that is the opposite of this god, but still within the Twilight Domain. Does that make sense? Yeah, what, yeah I was confusing about that. <laughs> <laughs> so so I think... So the, the, thing, the thing we need to focus on here, and this kind of does help us narrow down. Um, so the, the one that you want to go against, that you, you think... And, and I like this idea, and this is why I want to make this work, is Dalara... And this is, again, for, we don't need the name Dalara. What we need is the, the pillars of the, the cleric or of the god for the, the cult. And that is essentially a lawful good, like, about glory and law and war and sun. So they're, they're a sun-worshipping glory cult <laughs> of some sort. Okay. That goes out and we, we can figure out whatever it is they, they do through their own way out here. But then what we need to find is, okay, so what is the opposite of essentially war law and sun but does not go against and still fits within these twilight 
ideals of um, they bring where, where's the one sentence they they ensure the dark is a comfort not a terror so they bring light to the darkness right so like that's that's what we can't go against entirely so we can't entirely yeah. go against the idea of light so what, what for me at least then jumps out is this idea of moon and peace because so I think those two things can be the, the, the tenets essentially that you want to find within a certain kind of, of God and at least yeah. when, in looking at that I did find one that's called Eladath which is also known as the green goddess and the mother guardians of groves and the mother of waters and she's a neutral good um, God and her symbol is a waterfall and uh, she's uh, domains of life, nature, and peace, blah, blah. And so, again, this is where it's like it doesn't have to be exactly this god. It's just I think if you go after some sort of moon goddess or god, that would be the good way to try and do that. Does that make yeah, sense? like Saloon in the list that um, is under Cleric the Twilight Domain. Is that is that one? Wait, really? <laughs> Did I do all this research and it was just that other one? No, well... I'm reading Moonstone Gender Symbols Domains Where's the uh... Okay fine Yeah this one works too The Night White Lady She Who Guides <laughs> um, Chaotic yep. Good Pair of Eyes Surrounded by Seven Stars Knowledge Life Twilight uh, Channel Knowledge of the Ages Read Your Thoughts Reverse Preserve Life Blue Okay Okay Yeah Yep. Woof. I'm glad I, I went on that whole thing when you just had an answer. Why don't you cut me off? Um, my computer pooped. No, I meant I meant now. <laughs> when we were back recording. Oh, because sometimes it's fun to just watch you try to discover something that I already have. I fucking hate you. Um, it's almost a game for me. I ask myself, how long can he keep not. going before it's my turn? I can talk. <laughs> I, if you needed me to, I could talk for this whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Everyone go back and listen to the episode the first, one. I would say first episode. Yeah, listen to the first episode. It's just me talking for like two and a half hours. Um, and I'm like, yep. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, okay. Saloon I think is the opposite of Delora. Okay. And that's where, again, that's just – because we're technically taking gods from two different um, pantheons. So that's where it's like just make sure you, you talk to your DM and just say, hey, I want – their power to come from a moon, peace, nature-based goddess like a Saloon and the cult they came from had were worshipping or following this idea of Dalara, a sun, war, lawful, good type thing. I hate how much we had to yeah. go into that. I apologize. <laughs> but now to that point, with this cult, when they joined it, what do we think this, this cult character goes around doing? Also not even know, this character could also not even know that, um, that they're getting power from Saloon. They could not know yet. Like they have some sort of power, and they maybe they think it's the uh, Dalara, but it's not, you know. Sure. Well, and so that that that's what I'm trying to figure out. Then, do we think for this cult that they go? What what do we think the goal of this cult kind of is? So, your point is that you said they killed the the friend because they de- determined they weren't this worthy, lawful uh, soul or whatever. Pure of soul or whatever it says, like the mortal soul or whatever. For Dalara. That it brings up, yeah. Okay. The thing I will say though is that they they are technically lawful good. So I would have to in some way lawful good doesn't mean lawful nice. Yes, 
but lawful good doesn't mean they just kill somebody because they said, oh, your soul's bad. There has to at least be an action that they go against whatever the law is. So, like, we could say their friend stole something or their friend did something that is somewhat forgivable in some ways, usually. But they're like, nope, you got to die. And if you want to be initiated into this, you have to kill them because it proves that you're, you know, willing to do the whatever bullshit. I think they can just be bad. I don't give a fuck what this shit says. <laughs> so you think they just go around pointing at people and saying, we don't like your soul, you die. No. I think it's a risk people take, though. I think people who want to be pure of heart might be attracted to this uh, this group or this cult because um, if they truly are pure of heart and have a good soul, then they'll be accepted in. But that's a risk they're willing to take because they're like, if I'm just, I'm so bad and terrible, maybe I'm really not. And then like, if I die, oh well, kind of thing. Okay, so 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 you think it's almost a part of initiation? They get they get uh, uh, weighed. Their soul gets weighed essentially in some like yeah. it's an Egyptian thing, right? Where it's like, oh, if your soul weighs more than a feather, you get in. If not, or it's the inverse. If your soul weighs less than a feather, you 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 get into whatever the afterlife is. So there's some sort of initiation process that everyone goes through when they join. Those that are deemed with a pure enough. Uh, uh, soul full of i don't know sunlight and gloriness they get through everyone else then gets put to death by those people that did not uh uh, that did make it through yeah 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 but that's a secret maybe yeah and it's something that like you know gets uncovered because a lot of i would also say that sometimes of power that cultists have over their cult members that they've got dirt on them yeah. So, like, they convince these people to kill someone. It's like, well, now I know you've murdered someone, and I saw you do it. So, it's like, do you either align with us or I turn you in? What? So, what, could, what could be interesting and fun here is, again, this group as, as a whole, I, and this is, this, I'm just pitching this. Tell me if you like it or you don't. They're, they're clerics, right? We're essentially saying that these are clerics and paladins as well in this cult, yes? Sure. So, yeah. what if they're just war clerics? That their thing is they go around, and they're essentially like mercenaries, or they... they help you know uh, unrest in areas and they bring law and rule to these areas and so in order to do that they want to make sure people that they're bringing in to their cults are willing to kill people without asking questions and so like that's kind of the initiation of that it's like well if we can get them to kill the people they just trained and went through all of this it's like like you want to go in the military there's boot camp but imagine at the end of boot camp they tell you to kill half like half of you you get told to kill the other half and whoever survives mm-hmm. then wins because you were like, that could be the thing of war, right? One of their tenants is war. So it's like, here's the way it is supposed to be. You've all made it through. You've all trained. Now there's a Rochambeau. Everyone fight. <laughs> and like, yeah. who, the only, the last, if there's 20 of you, 10 get in. It's like uh, uh, <laughs> what the Joker does in The Dark Knight when he's like, I have an opening in my crew. Unfortunately, it's only one. <laughs> he just breaks the yeah. thing. He goes, all right, here you go. So like, because that, that could speak to this idea of war and, again, the way they rationalize it within themselves is that, like, well, this is, if they don't want it, if they don't want to help us spread the law and the goodness of the, of the land, then they shouldn't be here. And if they went through all of this, we can't have them knowing our ways, going out there and potentially doing evil with them. So, like, yeah. Okay, sorry. I was just trying to convince myself. <laughs> what, do, what do you think about, about what okay. I pitched? I like that, and I'm writing it down. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Um, so that's, that's the world that this person starts in and is, uh, a part of, um, for this cult. And from there, 
I would say, how long? So, what do we think drove them to that? Do they think there there was something that they've always wanted to be a part of this cult? Do we think they were just out by themselves with their friend in some way, or or what? Do, what do you think made them want to be a part of this cult? I don't know that? why people join cults. It's fucking. It makes no goddamn sense to me. Um, okay, all right. <laughs> so, if you want that to be the backstory of this character, that's fine. It's not. It's not fine. Um, but it's, it's it's complicated. Like I don't. I don't. Maybe this is just one of those situations. This is like the cop-out answer where our character just got in too deep, and before they realized they were in too deep, it was too late. Okay. Um, and they were just, they've been looking for a way out ever since. <laughs> what What do we think their relationship with their family is? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> fuck the system. I think... Uh, can I pitch something? Sure. This is a roving cleric or cults of, of, of paladins and, and clerics that stop unrest. What if they save some town where this person was from and their family was so grateful and they grew up always wanting to be a part of them that then once they were old enough, they went out and tried and joined it? Sure, I can accept that. Okay. Because then it at least leaves the family alive. It gives you that town now, wherever that small town is somewhere in the world. And the reason they left their family wasn't because they all died and it wasn't something traumatic. It was like... They grew up with this naive idea. Parents, yes, grateful. Always wanted to join. I agree. Okay, so they went out, tried to join it. They joined the cult. They're in it for a few years. They kill their friend in the beginning. Maybe they, and that's this again fits in then with very well with the 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 the, 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 the flaw. I dread the idea of killing another sentient creature. I've already spilled enough blood. If they're running around with this group of of clerics and and war paladins that are essentially. <laughs> pacifying areas through war it's like peacemaker from the new suicide squad movie i love peace yeah and i don't care how many women men women and children i have to kill to get it like that that idea that group over here that he then is running away from i think he just kind of runs off in the night and like again i I would almost think that this group of cultists is trying to then hunt him down because again the the whole idea is that they don't want other people outside of the this group they don't call it a cult it's a cult um to have their I don't know, training. They're, they're those levels of, of, I don't know, whatever type bullshit that they use to pacify areas. Um, so when they run out, they, they understand the idea and importance of religion and faith and all of this. And then I think the whatever moon peace deity comes to them while they're living out in nature and gives them the shadow mark, which then bestows upon them a connection to this person. Yeah, and I think that I think that's when they finally get in touch with their powers from Saloon, like that they're granted to protect um, this character while uh, alone, and also protecting other people from you know evils such as this, disguised as good. Yeah, this cult from from the the yeah, Um, and 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 they probably live off the land. They probably don't want they don't like being in big cities because they are more anarchist, and they feel like that's where this cult will this group this other group will usually go is through these cities. So like they like being out in the wild away from everything. And they haven't gone back to their hometown at all because they almost feel ashamed. Right. I think their, their family still assumes they're in this group that's going around doing all this good that came to their town and saved them all those years and years ago when they were a child growing up and they saw it as like this good thing. But like now looking back on it, it was like, well, no, they just came in and murdered all the people we didn't like. So, like, well, yeah, yeah, sure, we appreciated that. Those people now are kind of fucked.
sucked. <laughs> so like, yeah. Um, all right, and cool. then the, and yeah, there's over time they realized that the killing and stuff wasn't for actually any good purpose. Mm-hmm. Like it was just, it felt very mindless and uh, mm-hmm. just, yeah, not good. Yeah. Um, all right. So we have the beginning where they were before the cult. They were in some sort of, it could be a small town or a big town. Uh, leave it up to you as the person that takes this uh, character and or the DM that says, yep, it was this city that got saved by that group at some point that helped with some uprising. They did that. They grew up wanting to be a part of the group. Once they were old enough, they and their best friend went off <laughs> to to this place or whatever to train with them and they found them again. They trained with them in the training that took however long it took while they were there. They then were forced to fight to the death. <laughs> and only one of them could actually get in because that's the thing too is if just the two of them came for the training and they go for the training together it's like all right only half of you get in and there's only two of you so have fun yeah i don't <laughs> even think it'd be a fight to the death i think it'd be an execution i think the people would be like this person can't come in and you have to be the one that kills them but see my only thing is okay it can be whatever I like the idea more of they're trying to get the strongest and they want the person that is the most willing to kill the, the other person. So that's how they decide who is the worthy of soul, not just looking at them and being like, you're worthy, you're not, you die. <laughs> like, I think they, they at least put them through trial through combat, essentially. Yeah, but fighting for your life, even if it's forced, is still different than killing someone who's down on their knees. I think it's harder. It would be harder to just straight up execute someone sure. than it would be to defend yourself and so, fight to the death. So what if they set it up as a, okay, you two fight, and then whoever wins, you know, gets into like the cult. Like a Spartacus? Yeah, and they don't tell them that, okay, you get into the cult, but as the first thing you need to do, you need to kill this person that knows all of our secrets and we're not letting in. Yep. So, yeah. Did you ever watch that show Spartacus on Stars? No. There's a similar scene where Spartacus and his best friend that he made while he was in his training are dueling for the entertainment of oh, a yeah. powerful person's child. And Spartacus wins the duel and the the child calls for an execution. And they're like, we can't deny a powerful person's son what they want. And Spartacus has to kill his best friend. So kind of like that. So yeah. Fu- Real fucked up. Real yeah. fucked up. Well, and that's, again, that's the lawfulness part of this, right? That's just the rules of this group and of that society that Spartacus was in for the entertainment like thing. The law is yeah. that, and you just don't question it. That just is what it is. Um, and that's where it's like, I think, again, this group, while started as a lawful good thing, and that's where I think what could be fun about this person then eventually after going through years with this group and just being over it and just broken by it and, and questions everything they thought they knew of this group when they leave the moon peace god, whether it's uh, Sel- Selrune? So I'm saying Selune. Selune. That sounds better. Uh, Selune, when they find them, they can see, no, this, this, this group is perverting what is good. They're, they're, they're using law as a weapon. And, and like, that's where it's like you can almost make the argument, if I'm the DM, this group started out lawful good, but now they're lawful evil. Like They're still worshiping yeah. and going after. like Oh, they bring light to all this, and they do everything like that. But like... That's where you can play but with alignment. But they've misinterpreted it at this point. Mm-hmm. You can play with the alignment yeah. aspect of it. So a god like this can come to you and be like, hey, as long as you're out here and trying to survive, I think I eventually would like you to go back and stop that group at some point yeah. if, if you could. And that then plays into the flaw, or not the flaw, the bond nicely, of I've not forgotten that and I want revenge. That we, yeah. that can be the end goal then of this person. So after they're living out in the woods for a long time, they get the shadow mark. Um, that gives them these spells and stuff. They find this god. 
they then are slowly starting to come back into society and they find other groups and they're like, okay, yeah, I'll help you guys and make sure that no one gets hurt and all this and blah, blah. And also, by the way, I may be being hunted down by this other cult. So we have to be careful when we go into certain towns. <laughs> but we also have to kill them. Yeah. Oh. So like, yeah. <laughs> and, and that could be something that maybe it doesn't start out that way. And like, you could talk to your DM and be like, Hey, I want the God to eventually kind of at least bring that up as like a, hey you know if you're not too busy you know i'm giving you powers and stuff and that's cool and all but um <laughs> can you go back to that group and like stop them because like they're kind of <laughs> fucking with my shit <laughs> like yeah okay even dollar not that happy like yeah. it's really you know family dinners for the twilight have gotten really awkward <laughs> <laughs> um so that that was the thing too is i guess i was kind of afraid of with trying to go again the opposite of dollar is they're a lawful good. And so the, the direct opposite of that is chaotic evil. That's like, I guess we can make a chaotic evil cleric, but like, it's not really twilight. <laughs> like, nah, you're hanging, you're hanging your hat too much on I that know. garbage. I know. So I, but I like the idea of chaotic good. Um, you do that chaotic good. I do. And, okay. a, and again, pantheons change with the DM. So whatever the DM has within that, just look for, Look for whatever the sun and lawful war is, because there's almost always one of those. And then just take the the moon and and also light but peace focused version of it. Um, they essentially both want the same ends, but they have different means of getting it. Um, yeah. So yeah. They're 131 years old. Ooh, so they're young. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think they'd be young. Yeah. And influenceable. I've also decided they're a female. Ooh, I'm proud of you. Your first female character. That's not true, is it? Who? Okay, who else did you make that was a female? I don't that, know. We that, made 50, I've made 25 characters at this point. None of them have been. None of them have been outright. Yes, definitively is, a female. Yes. We've all. We've always said that like most of them can be either way, right? Can be female, can be a male. We generally try not to stray to like, oh, they're a man, and a part of everything that makes them who they are is the fact that they they love. Yeah, yeah. Being a man. Like, I don't... Yeah. <laughs> was, was Patina yours or mine? Patina was mine. Okay, I just remember naming it. I came up with a name, didn't I, for you Patina? Did, because we were looking at different yeah. names for, like, Rust. Um, yeah. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Sure. Does, this might does. be my first definitive female character. It's great. I love but, it. That outside of Mary, the bartender. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, cool. Well, so what we can say, too, then, is... They, they, sorry. Since they're 131, on their 100th birthday... When they become an adult, that's when they went out to find the group, join the group. They were in it for like 30 years, and they're like, nah, fuck this. I can't keep doing this. Yeah. So there you go. Okay, cool. So they were in the cult for 30 years. Awesome. So I want them to look almost exactly like that picture I showed you. Okay. <laughs> Where is it? Because I think that's dope. The purples and the and the whites and blacks. So, such a, I love that aesthetic. Cool. The one thing that I would say with this is, I, I was kind of imagining they lived off the land more so. Do we think that there's a temple of whatever their moon peace god is that they find out in the wilderness that kind of helps them recover from these cultist kind of ways, and that's how they get this like get up? I mean, they could they could have uh, you know done leather working out in the wild True. with you know pig hide, sure, and whatever, sure. Um, we yeah, sure. Maybe I don't. We, we, I don't. We, I don't. Yeah. We don't have to have this other. T- like again, maybe just the main thing is that they are based in these purplish kind of colors in in some way, and it is more. 
uh, maybe the armor they even have is from the old cult and they've just reworked it, right? So like they, they have the heavy armor from that and, they, and they've tried to rework it away from whatever colors they, they did have. And that's why they have uh, a nicer getup to it. Because it's like, that, that's what I was just trying to think. is like, okay, where would they at least get that? But we don't have to go too much into the details of it. No one's like, oh man, that's really nice armor. Where the hell did you get that? How does that fit into your backstory? Yeah. <laughs> um, but okay. So, that, so they look like this covered in purples and whites. Um, very astral kind of decoration. Yeah. yeah, astral. That's a good word for it. Um, I like the, I like the idea of them having something that's kind of flowy. Like I know clerics kind of wear heavy armor, but I kind of like the idea of like a flowy kind of maybe like dress or skirt at the bottom for the bottom half of the armor. Well, or that, something that's they're going to just be like this cloak like thing that kind of cloak. wraps around them. This like because again they they want to kind of be they're paranoid right and they're constantly trying to hide and remain in the shadows themselves as much as they can, which for a cleric isn't usually uh, a thing. But I guess wait no with the shadow elf thing they get. Stealth things, don't they? They do get stealth things. Stealth things. They can cast invisibility at third level. Whenever you roll a dexterity stealth check or charisma check, roll a d4 and add that number roll to your total ability check. So that that kind of helps with your disadvantage on stealth checks as a cleric, or if you wear heavy armor, which I would imagine they would. Um, but they do get uh, disguised self as well as invisibility. Um, and, and I think again, this this we can say this shadow mark comes from this god as like a oh you know what hey. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to give you one access to my powers and this mark when maybe they had a dream or an acid trip or something that happened in the woods when they, <laughs> and they wake up with yeah. this mark. There you go. You did it. <laughs> so that's what gives them the ability to kind of hide a little bit more from these people. Sweet. I like it, dude. Yeah. I like this character. It's an interesting, it's an interesting combination and I like that it's mainly support and uh, you've made pacifist characters before, but this one feels, I don't know, the least, a little less cliche than most pacifist characters. Um, yeah. Still with some cliche elements that they they're, were brutalized growing up, but right, at least for a portion. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just kill too many people and you decide you got to stop. Yep. That happens to the best of us. Yeah. You know, we've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> Just murdered a few too many and decided, you know what, this isn't for me anymore. Yeah, you hate you hate to see it. You hate to see it. Yeah. You hate um, to see good talent go to waste. <laughs> um okay. All right. Uh, is there anything else then we want to go into? Heavy armor, blah, no. blah blah. Is there anything uh we got the allies and organizations as the parents of the original town, that cult. Um Yeah. Dope. Name. I'm ready. What's the name? Oh, yeah, we need the name. What's the name, bud? Fuck, 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 fuck. I should have thought of this last night. <laughs> well, they're elven, and they come from uh, probably a normal, small, like, elven community in some way. They can be out in the nature. They can have a nature-based sure. name. They could. They could. They could also have a knight, a knight kind of name. Sure, but, I mean, that's something they found later in life. They didn't grow up worshipping the knight, so. I don't give a fuck. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, what if her name's Nighty Night? Nighty Night. Maybe she was born in the night. She had a night a night name. Yeah, there's an Elvish dictionary. Thanks, Tolkien. I know he fleshed this shit out. He did. 
Just look up the. I mean, that could be the whole thing too. Is right? It's like you went out and you sought the sun, but you were always born to be a worshiper of the moon because your name is. Yeah, M- Moonstress, whatever Moon is in Elven. Is it? Uh... What is Moon in Elven? What What's the um tradition of like where you light up um a bunch of bags with candles on on Christmas Eve in the street so Litter- you can littering. show Santa the way? Littering. It's like Luminaris or something like that. Are you not familiar with that? No. Oh. Well, it's this thing. I'm pretty sure it's called Luminaris where you... Yeah, Luminaries. A Luminaria. It's a small paper lantern, which is a significance in the U.S. state of New Mexico and the southwest United States in Christmas time, especially on Christmas Eve. They're also used in Hispanic culture. You line the streets with these little bags with candles. Okay. And I'm pretty sure it's meant to, like... I actually don't know what the fuck, why they do it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I kind of like like Luma or something like that. Yeah. I would say also in... what is that? I don't know what this... Elf, elf dick, which I'm assuming is like an elven language. <laughs> Kala means light or daytime. Um, C-A-L-A. And then moon is sin, Sindarin. S-I-N-D-A-R-I-N, which means the I like moon. Luma Darin. All right. Luma Darin. Luma. I like so, it. So they'd it's be, like Luna. It, but it's, not... it's almost like moonlight. Sure. Yeah. Their name is uh, almost means moonlight in Elvish. Dope. Lumadarin. Do you want to give it? A... I like it. Okay, they're just a first name. They're from a small. Uh, uh, yeah. They're from a small, like uh, uh, nature-based community where they just give first names based on when they were born, and they were born in the moonlight, um, at a full moon. So it's Lumadarin. There's. There's Luma. Yes. There's other people. Oh, ooh. Do we want to say the? We don't have to come up with the friend's name, but the friend's name would also be one name type thing and do whatever else because they're from the same small town. The two of them went out together. They're super stoked <laughs> and super then, stoked. Then, then the murder happened. Okay, cool. The stokiest. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, so their first name is Luma, last name Darren. Yeah, I thought you were saying one name is Luma Darren. No. So their first name's Luma. First name's Light. Last yes. name Moon. Yes. Okay. I would, I'm going to call him Lumadarin the whole time. No, you're not. Because I'm not going to present myself that way. So you wouldn't know that, metagamer. No, I meant, whoa, whoa. I do metagame. Two. Calm down, Skuro. <laughs> okay. No one gets that <laughs> reference. Um, I know. I meant, that like, was mostly he- for anyone that might be in Twitch chat. I, I meant for, from here on out, like, internally for us. I'm going to call it. And it doesn't matter. And we're moving on. We're ready for the role play. We got here. Woo! The crowd goes wild. We got here. Yeah. Okay. All right. You know, just segue. RGPC. RGPC. Actual worst. All right. So we find ourselves back in the classic setting of Podcastria, and it's the middle of summer. And the days are long and hot. And right now, as the streets are still kind of hustling and bustling from a a summer day, the day is is coming to a close. The sun is setting. There's only maybe like five minutes of sunlight left as it's 
taking forever to finally go down. The sky is a beautiful orangish purple that's kind of slowly hitting the the buildings on the main thoroughfare right out the south right inside the south gate of podcastria where our favorite little watering hole of the cd tavern sits um, coming down the street you hear all sorts of, of different sorts of music being played from little street vendors of some sort that are trying to get people's attention to stop for the show that they're putting on before the last minutes of daylight are going down and through that crowd we see somebody just kind of stealthily trying to just hold to the shadows with a large kind of billowing dark purplish blue cloak with it kind of up over her head not really trying to draw much attention to herself as she's kind of just looking in each of these buildings and then eventually comes to the front of the seedy tavern where the doors are open and there's a few people coming in and out but with it being so hot out not many people are trying to spend time indoors right now so as she kind of slowly enters the, the scene inside is, is is kind of barren there's a, there's a few people sitting at seats no one's behind the bar right now but there is a, a small little kid working over by one of the front tables that's just kind of wiping it down and you see him just sweating and wiping sweat off the top of his head as he kind of looks up and sees uh, Luma enter um, Luma asks him, uh, are you, are you closing soon? Ha, <sighs> uh, no, 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 we're, we're, we're open. Uh, you can, uh, if, if you want to take a seat, uh, anywhere, we can, we can bring you out some stuff. I will say that we are kind of running low, uh, uh, on, on general water. Uh, we do have some some whiskey uh, and ale uh, and, and a lot of food, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately uh, it is kind of warm uh, in here right now. Uh, we, we haven't been able to get more ice bags and hang from the ceilings. They've all kind of melted. That's okay. The night will come and cool us off soon. <laughs> yeah, well, here's, here's, here's hoping. Cause, <laughs> how are you? Are you not warm? <laughs> As you can kind of see him just wiping his brow and kind of now holding the the dirty dish bin next to him with a few glasses in it. He throws the rag in there that's just soaking wet. I am warm, but I know that it will pass, and it's not, uh, the night will come, and everything will cool down. <laughs> I, 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 I like that. That's that's a, definitely a good way to look at everything. Um, well, um, can I can I get you something? I'm I'm I, I I'm I'm kind of the only one working right now. Barry Barry was was here behind the bar um, with uh, Louie, but the two of them gotten into a fight and and well, Barry passed out, and so Louie had to take him uh, in. But I, I'm holding the place down right now um, uh, while they're making sure Barry doesn't. Well. I'm sure he'll be fine. It'll, he'll be fine. Um, but yeah, you don't know any of those people. It doesn't matter to you. How? What can I get for you? Good, ma'am. Uh, I do not. Um, you know, I do not drink alcohol, so I would just like some food if I could. Oh, okay. Well, we are a tavern, just so you know. 
Uh, but yeah, no, food. But you said, but you said yeah, you're you yeah, said you're running yeah, low on water, and that's yeah. all I would have liked to have drank in. So I can get you some. There might be some ice uh, melted in the back. That's what it would just be. Just so you know, it's not like okay. Uh, what, what kind of food we we got? We have we have like different ways we do potatoes. We do them as like crisps, as like fries. Um, in in the back, um, we'd have to turn the oven on because again we've turned everything off, so it might take a little bit. Um, and then we also have we have salad. That that I could just get you. That would be real easy uh, to do. That's just kind of some lettuce back there, um, and then there's also meat. But again, that would require turning the oven or stove uh, on. And I can see if Gary is still back there, but I don't. Okay, uh, young man, young yeah. man. I would very much love a salad. Salad. Oh, thank you. That is so much easier. Uh, okay. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Go ahead uh, and just sit uh, where wherever uh, you you'd like. Um, I just cleared this table off. Um, but if we're kind of trying to keep people on on that side uh, of the bar, so I don't have to worry about cleaning all this again. But you know what? It's your life. I'll clean up wherever. I, I don't. I don't really care. Um, I'll be right back. And he just kind of I, okay. And he just kind of runs runs away. And as you kind of look around, you do see that the left half of the tavern is kind of empty and then there's tables over to the right half up by the stage where there are two people kind of sitting um in a shaded area kind of back by the stage and then there's one person just kind of drinking alone he looks kind of like a half orc that's sitting with his back to you as he's just kind of nursing an ale uh sitting at a table luma would sit somewhere that relatively closes off her back and allows her pretty good access eyes eye view of the entire okay uh, tavern. So then she would she walks up towards the stage. She walks past the half orc guy, and she sits at the the table that is to the right of the stage that is along the same wall as the door she entered in. So she makes a hard right when she comes in, and sits along that same wall, um, kind of equal distance away from the the group, the two people that are sitting on the other side of the stage, and and the half orc who's sitting kind of right by the door with who is looking at in her general direction, but he seems kind of just. In in his own ale, he kind of clocks her as she walks by, and he just kind of keeps drinking his ale as she kind of sits down. And he he does kind of look over at her occasionally, just kind of checking her out, trying to see if he recognizes her as she kind of sits down. She just uh, waits for her salad. Okay, so as as she kind of sits there and just takes in the whole scene, she hears some bickering between the the other two on the other side of the stage, which you can now see is a, this halfling and this human that are kind of just arguing back and forth. Um, and then Trevor kind of pushes the back door open, and you see him kind of come scampering over um, towards your table. And then as he's kind of coming around the by the half orc fellow, um, he kind of stops and grabs him. And he kind of like is holding this, and you see them interact, and then he's just, yeah, okay, yep, I, sure, and he just kind of then runs down to you. Hey, okay, uh, here you are. Uh, this, um, unfortunately, the tomatoes were bad, so I didn't want to put them on there. So this is just cut lettuce. Uh, we do have some dressing, and then there was some uh, melted ice in a bag that I poured into this glass. This was the last of that, so I don't know if that is good if you drink it please no it might be dirty i don't i can boil it but then it's going to be hot water and i feel like that kind of defeats the purpose of the hot water so i could boil it and then let it sit and get cold again but i don't know if that was something you'd want me that's to do. fine i have my own things i can put in this salad okay. she she reaches into like a little bit of like a pouch and she pulls out um 
like little f- like flower buds and little like the the tops of mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And his, and then he, she says to you, like, do you know what these are? Um, those look like like flower petals, and no, they're a delicacy, and they only can be seen at night, deep within the woods. Um, oh, so they're and they're they're very delicious to put on salads. I'm glad that you offered me one. I didn't need any of your tomatoes. Oh, what are they called? You know, I don't know. Wow, that's so exotic. They're so bright yeah. and colorful. That's where did where out in the, are these in the the woods outside of town here? They can be found directly in the center of any forest area. You'll know you're there if you know what to look for. Whoa. That's so cool. I'll have to tell Terrence about them because maybe we can. And and again, it has to be at night and not on the cloudy nights because the moon illuminates them and allows them to be seen by the untrained eye. Can I, can I try one? Would you like to, would you like to try one? Get out. Oh my God. That'd be so cool. And he just, she breaks off like the tap, the, like a half cap of a mushroom and Mm -hmm. gives you half. And he kind of looks and he goes, oh, whoa, so it's, oh, it's not a flower at all. It looks so colorful like it is one, though. Uh, do I, do I chew it? Do I swallow it whole? I've never, I've never yeah. had mushrooms chew before. It. Like normal, just normal food. Just chew on it. and Okay. Uh, yeah. All right, here, here we go. And he just kind of throws it uh, into his mouth and he's, it kind of tastes like, hmm, wow. It was like dirt. At first, but it's really sweet. Yes. That's so good. Okay. I try to keep some with me. Okay. So you just go into any woods, any wooded area, and and you just go right into the center, and I'm looking for a a flower that's actually a mushroom or a mushroom that looks like a flower is what you're saying. Yes. Preferably on a full moon and preferably not alone for someone of your age and size. A, well, yeah, no, I I have friends. There's dangerous things out. There's dangerous things in the woods. I'm sure, as I'm sure you know. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I've, I've been outside. I've gone outside the podcast here before. I've been out into the, I mean, not deep into the woods. I don't know what really the scent, but I could at least tell Terrence about it. Maybe he could try and get. And like, as he's kind of standing there, like thinking off and just talking to himself, you see the half orc again, kind of now, like just go, hey, hey, boy, and he's, oh, ah. Uh, um, okay, hey, um, boy, I need more. And he's just kind of holding up his ale, and he just kind of like slams it down on the counter or down on the table as he's looking over at you. I'm not gonna be paying you here for all this gold if I have to keep. Okay, all right. Um, okay, is there anything uh, else uh, that you kind of uh, need before I can go uh, help uh, that <clears throat> gentleman? Is there anything you need? Are you okay? <laughs> uh, uh. Uh, 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 if you know someone that's got more water or, uh, I don't, uh, I think that's kind of the the issue I'm having right now. I feel very parched. Um, and I'm technically not old enough to be drinking. Um, but <laughs> here, have my water. Oh no, that's, um, that's okay. That, um, 
okay. He just kind of takes it. I just, insist. He yeah. just kind of takes it off and just you see him just throw it back just so, so quick. <sighs> uh, thank you. That tastes so good after having... Uh, um, I, I, okay. Um, I'll go, um, you're, you're fine. You're fine. I'm fine. You're fine. Thank okay. you. Um, I'll be right back. And he just kind of then sprints over back, uh, with the empty water glass and then goes back to the, the half work guy and he grabs, uh, the, the ale from him and you see him kind of run behind the bar. Um, and as he's back there doing all that, this half work is kind of looking over at you and he's just like, what did you give that kid? Excuse me? I saw you. Uh, you probably have something that you gave to him when he ate it. What was that? It's a mushroom. Is that any good? It's quite good. They're very difficult to find as well. Quite a delicacy. Uh... I've never understood why people just chew on leaves like that. But I guess well, you know when they're when they're powered by the moonlight, they can become quite sweet. <laughs> that sounds like a load of horseshit. You could probably benefit from spending more time in the moonlight. You seem to be a little sour. Oh, I can benefit from having a little bit more ale in my cup. As he yells over towards the bar and you see, yeah, 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 it's coming, it's coming. And he's just kind of like feeling, I don't don't need some uppity uh, elf like you telling me what I can benefit from. I don't need to sit here and watch you run a young boy ragged. He's doing his job. Well, he's trying to. But you could have more patience with him. He is young. Do you remember when you were young? Yeah. So does my back and my ass when I got it whooped for not doing what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah, well. Different strokes for different folks, I guess, then. I can't hit this kid. No, you cannot. I'd like to stroke him right across the face. And he kind of turns as, as Trevor now is running back over and he kind of flinches and spills a little bit of the ale uh, onto his arm. And he's like, I know you're going to get me a rag, right? Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, here, here. And he kind of sets this down and sets down the ale on, on the table as the orc kind of wipes off the ale from his arm. And Trevor now runs back behind the bar. Well, enjoy your uh, mushroom salad then, or whatever you're having over there, your your priestessness. I am not a priestess. Well, I do not. Nothing has power over me. Yeah, yeah I mean, the way you're coming here looking, uh, what is your kind of, you got armor on? And you got stuff I've never seen you around here. And you're coming in here looking all like that. And just preaching about the moon and your salads and boo. <laughs> and he just kind of takes a sip. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I don't care. I'll do whatever you want. I'm just... 
where's my bag? And he kind of looks back over as Trevor's coming. Yeah, yeah, uh, here, here you go. And he just kind of wipes off. And you're going to stop bullying. You're going to stop bullying that young man, sir. Oh. Oh. Is that what I'm ruling? Am I bullying this little... And he kind of shoves. Ah! And Trevor kind of falls over onto the table next. Oh, um, no, it's okay. It's fine. Um, it's, it's how, is, how is your salad? Yeah, how's your salad? Um, she stands up and with a quickness that was... It's kind of alarming. Comes in to Trevor's aid and helps him up off the ground. Oh, oh, uh, Offers her a hand. Ah, uh, thank Thank you. He just kind of takes it and, and kind of stands up right and kind of like dusts himself off a little bit. Um, and you see the half orc now kind of throw back the rest of the ale, slam it down on the table, and just kind of stand up. And you see he kind of is a good two to three inches over the top of Luma. <sighs> so, am I going to stop bullying this little shit? As he pokes him in the chest now. <laughs> ah! Trevor just kind of... Yes. Yes, you are. And if I don't, what are you going to do about it? Is that something that you really want to explore? <laughs> I've got nothing else going on. As he kind of opens his arm and gestures to the rest of the empty bar. As, you, as he does that, you can kind of see now the halfling and the human on the other side have stopped bickering and are kind of now looking over at this altercation that's kind of happening. And Trevor's just like, uh, no, it's, it's really, oh, it's okay. Uh, sir, would you, would you like another, another ale? I can get you another one on the house. Uh, and it'll, it'll be fine. There's, there's no problem. There's no problem here. Young man, don't give him anything. I actually would he like He's not earned. He hasn't earned anything from you. Who the hell do you think you are coming in here telling me what I have and haven't earned? You are not worthy of this young man's kindness. Worthy. And you should not you should not let this man give you take power over you, young man. Uh, it's really, it's it's okay. Uh, I know Galvis. He comes in all the time, and uh, I can... That's right. I've been in here for... What day is it? And you see him kind of, like, counting on his hands. He's like, most ever, this whole month, coming in here. So, I, I've been here. I know Barry. I know Terrace. And you come in here, never seen you before, and you're going to tell me I can't tell this little shit what to do. Go get me that ale. Uh, okay. And he just kind of turns and, and looks at you and goes back over towards the... Trevor goes back over towards the bar as the half-orc kind of stands now, puts his arms on his hips looking at you. I think you come um, in here. Yeah? Luma looks past this half-orc character and looks outside and uh is is um the sun going down the sun is now completely down it, it is now like dark outside the only light does come from the say waning crescent moon <laughs> that is that is outside so it's not too bright but it's it's definitely not cloudy out and it is a very uh bright night okay whether or not this half-orc notices uh luma starts to radiate a little bit um the, her, her skin starts to glow ever mm-hmm. so slightly and anything that's like white on her purse on on her armor or you know whatever accents she may have um also are glowing a little bit as well 
Well, you, uh, you think you have power in here, and I don't appreciate it. As he kind of now goes you know to I don't, poke you in the chest. You know what I don't appreciate? Two things. One, your dirty, disgusting hands touching me. And two, you bullying that young man over there. Well, then Those are two things I will not stand for. Well, I suggest you leave. Because I'm going to sit down here and enjoy my drink and continue to do whatever the hell I want to do in this place that I call my second home. <clears throat> and you, kind of you should treat your you should treat your second family a little better. <laughs> That little shiz. I mean, this is are you not family. You think? No, you don't. You assumed no, no. Just and he just kind of falls back into his seat and just sits down. You can stay up there on your high and mighty pedestal all you want, little elf. I don't want to hear it anymore. Where's my drink? And he kind of looks back as Trevor's now rushing over with with the L. Here, here you go, Galvis. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry about. I, I take the drink from uh, Trevor. Oh, and I start to walk towards the door, the front door with it. Hey, hey, well, you think you're? And he just kind of stands up now and is coming back over towards you, following you to the. So door. as I, as I, I'm assuming I had a little bit of space between us. Yeah. Since I moved before he did. As I get to the front door, I want to open up both doors. Yeah. And I want to turn around and I want to say, um, if you want this ale, you're going to have to come get it. And now with like the full light of the moon shining yeah. on me, I want to hit them with like a like a powerful like sacred flame or some just sort of just presence. radiant yeah, yeah, yeah. radiant spell. Yeah. Um so he he's kind of like picking up speed coming after you and you you take this ale you open the doors, letting the light from outside in, and you step out into it, and then you're just kind of backlit by this that seems to reflect off of the white lining and parts of your armor that just radiate all around Luma. And as he kind of comes into this light, he kind of covers his eyes. What the? And he just kind of like is blinded almost by this light and kind of stumbles backwards and trips over one of the bar stools <laughs> that's there and falls to the ground and you just kind of hear off in the distance <laughs> <I'm Galvis. laughs> and you see the halfling and now the human both kind of laughing pointing over at him and even Trevor <laughs> what, what the hell are you as this half orc looks up at you from the ground now as this moonlight is radiating in past you I'm just an elf but the power of the moonlight protects me from evil such as you. Yeah. And now it's going to protect now it's going to protect this young man. Because you're not gonna treat him like that anymore, are you? Uh, uh, Trevor kinda looks back and forth between you and Galvis who's laying on the ground. Uh, you I don't, I don't need this shit. And he kind of grabs the stool he tripped over and just chucks it towards you, but it just goes astray and, like, hits the wall as he kind of then tries to stand up and is kind of stumbling over himself, trying to come towards the door at you, still kind of blinded by the light. Uh, I, I, I'm... Fuck, 
fuck this and fuck you as he says as he kind of shoves past you knocking the ale out of your hand as he's walking out into the street oh you forgot your ale sir as I pour the rest of it out <sighs> you little bitch he just says to you it's not the worst thing I've been called as he kind of walks walks out just down the street now just mumbling to him <laughs> and he's just kind of walking down down the street and trevor kind of comes out and looks looks up at you and just huh thank you uh he's he's regular and well he comes in a lot and he's he's kind of an asshole you're welcome young man but uh you're gonna have to stand up for yourself yeah, no. I know it's hard and it can it can be scary, but uh Saloon will protect you in the night. Who's that? Here's your glass. Here's your glass back. Oh. Uh thanks. Uh Do do you need a place to stay? No. Not tonight. Oh. Okay. But I would very much like to finish my salad if oh, I yeah, can yeah, come back yeah, inside. Yeah, yeah, of, of course. Uh l- l- let me know if there's uh I actually had to uh if I if I leave you in charge, can I I could go get some more ice and then we could have at least some water at some point and I can get you something for that. Uh you 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 seem like you wouldn't, you know, steal. No, I do not need to steal anything from you. Um I don't need much. So, okay. But I'm fine. I the night has already cooled me down immensely. I personally don't need any any water. Okay. All right, well, uh, well, thank you, ma'am. Uh, I didn't, I didn't you, get your name. You can call me Luma, and yours? Uh, I'm, I'm Trevor. Uh, uh okay, then, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna run down, and he kind of points because you guys are now standing just outside the door uh, of the CD tavern still, and he kind of mm-hmm. points. Down, uh, I'm just gonna run down, run down that way to the 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 main mart and see if they have any ice yet. That's that's still chilled. Um. Uh, I'll, I'll be right back. All right. Uh, just if anyone comes in, tell them I'll be right with them. Okay. I will. I'll do that. Okay. Thank you, Luma. And he just kind of sprints down the street real quick, just kind of like almost skipping, uh, with kind of you know, joys and happiness. You're welcome, Trevor. She says to herself. And see. And <laughs> wow. I liked it. <laughs> That went that went a little longer than I thought it would, but also like that was good. Yeah, I like. I was really like I I was really torn between like because I know typically we do this art this role playing as like a first moment with a character, so you don't want the characters to be powerful, but at the same time, like in that moment, I wanted to be like, you know what? I just want to like hit this motherfucker like a max level spell (laughs) that like would just kind of flex my muscles a little bit, um, just for the narrative of it, you know. But well, and that's where too like in 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 that moment, I was trying to get like. This was just a drunk fucking big guy at a bar that's used to being the drunkest, biggest guy at the bar that can just push people around. As soon as anyone steps up yeah. to him, like, all it takes, like, usually for bullies and stuff like that, all it takes is one person standing back up and doing something just, not necessarily as aggressive, but just in defiance of them and challenging their masculinity in some way yeah. to make them just tail between their legs run away (laughs) Um, yeah that's true that's true (laughs) so like i i wanted to give you a moment to do something like that and i think that was really cool in the idea of like because she didn't even necessarily need to like i didn't have it actually be like a damaging sacred flame it's just like she knows how to use moonlight and stuff like that and like has like different like 
the ways to play with that. And I like the idea that her cloak and armor is almost like luminescent in itself that like it would glow or reflect more at, in the night time type thing. Yeah. So I think that was fun uh, to play with. Yeah. So, yeah. Me too. I agree. Like I said, I've been, I've been motivated and attracted by this character's aesthetic in my brain more than anything about her. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, and, and, so. and I kind of liked the way you just played with the idea of being like, kind of like a silent protector type thing where it's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not here to fucking, you know, save everybody but like come on dude <laughs> like just the fuck <laughs> yeah i was kind of thinking about the ideal like lives of men should not be ruled by anyone no gods no masters so that mm-hmm. in my mind was like even bullies like trevor right now is being like everything he's doing every choice he's making is, is a result of the fear mm-hmm. of how this person is going to react so, like that's not that's not okay yeah well and i think it's very informative just to think of role playing in general now anytime in a scenario whether it's a tavern or in, in a city or out in the like just like the idea of like what they're against and what they're for like this, this type of yeah. just stuff like what's going to irk them the wrong way and that's stuff that's fun to, to figure out as you're sitting with this character and watching stuff unfold in front of you like oh when would she step in because anytime she steps in she's potentially putting herself at risk to be noticed by people she doesn't want to be noticed by um mm-hmm. and that's cool i like that because i think that's again i think it was it last week or two weeks ago we talked about this idea of um was it favorite memory and worst memory for a character yeah. type happiest thing? and saddest memory yeah and so like to that point obviously killing her friend is probably one of yeah. those but like again in that moment she probably saw herself as trevor or her friend as trevor right and this thing of like so again while her main thing is to not get caught by this group she doesn't want to see other people victimized in the way she was so like yeah that's exactly yeah and that's a fun thing that I at least would be fun. I think it'd be fun role playing. I always love playing though characters of some sort of law or goodness. Yeah. <laughs> well, because inherently in D and D, everything's chaos and there are no rules and everything. Yeah. It's so easy to just be a murder hobo. Like that's the default setting. So like giving yourself yeah, those rules of like, here's what I would stand up for. Here's what I would try and help with. That's cool. I like that. Yep. I'm proud of you for making a cleric. <laughs> Thank you. It was fun. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, cool. Do you have anything else for uh, no Luma Luma Darin? Luma Darin. That's all I got. Luma Darin. Luma Darin. Luma Darin sounds like a Nyquil. <laughs> Luma Darin. Are you having trouble sleeping and staying asleep while having explosive diarrhea? Well, then Luma Darin's for you. <laughs> Luma Darin doesn't just ease a troubled stomach that's having a hard time making your fecal matter be solid. It also knocks you the fuck out. <laughs> Luma Darin. <laughs> Lumadarin is the only not, side effect yeah. is death. <laughs> Lumadarin is not suitable for anyone under the age of 106. <laughs> uh. um, yeah, no, I like this character as well. I think this is a character that I would play. Surprisingly, like <laughs> nice. I think it would be. I don't know. I, I've I've been so steeped in, in clerics and lawfulness of all that stuff. Even as yeah, I don't, I, yeah nah, either way, neither here nor there. But what about you guys? Everyone at home that's listening to this right now, what do you think? What do you think of this? Because we're in the outro now. This is it. It's over. We're done. Uh, there's apparently a thing here. I'm supposed to read now to stick to this more truthfully. But <laughs> um, let us know what you thought of Lumadarin. <laughs> if you would take this nighttime diarrhea sleeping aid, or if you would play this character uh, in a D and D world, um, how you think uh, kind of playing that balance between lawful good and chaotic good, and where those kind of collide. 
Um, the best way to kind of reach out to us is through email, which is rngpcpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also connect with us on our social media, which is at rngpc for Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and also on the tickiest of talks. Um, and most importantly, our Twitch channel is also at rng underscore pc. Um, we have content all over on YouTube. Just search for rngpc there. And then finally, follow, like, and subscribe to, uh, to any one of the podcast platforms. If you are currently listening on Apple Podcasts, please take about two minutes. You can even probably do it in one minute if you do it quick to just leave a quick review um, that we would love to read out right here on the show. So put whatever words you want in there, even if it's just gibberish. I mean, preferably not. The reviews actually, like, if there's the right words in them, I believe get targeted by some sort of algorithm that no one truly understands and suggests the podcast to other people that would appreciate it. Um, and, yeah, just the reviews in there and, and the ratings definitely help. So anything like that. If you have an iPhone, you have the uh, Apple <laughs> Podcast uh, app on your phone. I hate to break it to you. We all do. You can't get rid of it because <laughs> thanks, Apple. Um, yeah, those reviews definitely help. Um but yeah, that's pretty much it. Also, we we love hearing feedback from you guys. We interact with our chat in between uh, takes on here for the podcast. So if you want to come join us, we record the episode uh, every Saturday. Uh, we're usually pretty good about it. If we're going to miss a Saturday or be a little late when we're going live, we will tweet about it on our social channels. Um, but other than that, thanks for listening. And we really appreciate uh, all it is you do. We also do have a Patreon where we have a Discord uh, connected to that, which is also patreon.com slash rngpc. Uh, that's where you can download this character sheet for Lumadarin, or we have other characters up there as well. We have 50 now. We've done it. I feel like we didn't make a big enough deal out of the fact that this is our 50th character. Like, um, Yeah, you're probably right. Like We're, we're half, halfway to 100. And we did it. Whoa, in- we're halfway there. Whoa, Putin on a bear. <laughs> That's a yep. that's a callback <laughs> to an episode forever ago. <laughs> Maybe that should be an emote. That's the other thing we're trying to figure out in our Discord if you'd love to join us there. We're trying to figure out what emotes we should make, what our channel bits and all those things should be called. So if you can't get enough of us into your ears through podcast form, come come hang out and chat with us in other ways. We do stream during the week as well. Nathan, what game are you currently playing on, on your... Uh, nintendo so i so i recently beat earthbound which is a throwback to the 90s one of my favorite classic mm-hmm. super nintendo games now um zombies ate my neighbors just recently came out on the mm-hmm. switch so i've been playing a little bit of that but i don't know what rpg i'm going to play next i'm torn between super mario rpg or um uh corona trigger or maybe something on my Switch like Hollow Knight or mm-hmm. Horus. So yeah, it's kind of I'm kind of in the air right now. Nice. And and I've also decided to start taking some time to carve out to. I mainly play first-person shooters because I'm a boring computer gamer like that. Um, but I also want to get in there and, and I have a whole D and D setting I'm writing up and I want to flesh out podcast a little bit more as well as I want to start reviewing other shorts and stuff like that. So just come check out our schedule on Twitch. Uh, we're up there constantly streaming. Uh, so yeah, come hang out with us more and just what. Are you guys still talking? This outro is taking forever, and I wasn't even invited to this. Like I'm oh okay outro yep yeah, just ah oh, jeez just ended already. God, I'm even over this. Yeah, well now you're interrupt. No, interrupting. Your outro is just going on and on and Jesus Christ. Okay, all right. Well, that is it. Sorry for how long this took. Um. You guys just keep rolling and keep playing, and we'll see you next week, right? Yeah, just shut up!